welcome to the Thankful Homemaker podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and I'm so glad to be with you today. We are on episode 139, and it's titled Cultivating Beauty in Our Homes. So today's episode is one that I so enjoy talking about because I'm always desiring ways to cultivate beauty in my home. I love, love, love making my home warm and comfy for my family and others. So my dear friend, I invite you to sit with me a bit. I would fix you a cup of tea or coffee, but for these moments together, I am unfortunately going to have to ask you to fix your own and and visit with me in my home for a little bit. We're going to have a chat about having a heart for our homes, about bringing a little bit of beauty in the everyday and living intentionally. Because being a keeper of your home, it's an important role that the Lord has called you to. He's given us the responsibility to cultivate a sense of order peace and beauty within the four walls of our home. And we need to be mindful that we are to create a God-glorifying environment in our homes and serve our families with eternity in mind. And if you've not yet, I so encourage you to take a listen to my podcast episode 79. It's titled Homemaking Matters, A Good God Working Out His Purposes in the Midst of Our Ordinary Days. It's really just a reminder to us that the work we do in our homes matters. And, And my hope in it is that we're going to capture the reality of God's hand in every aspect of our lives as homemakers. There's there's always purpose being worked out in our typical day-to-day life. God's always at work behind the scenes, right? So if you've not listened into it yet, or maybe like I do from time to time, maybe need a little re-listen, <laughs> I'll link to it in the show notes. <clears throat> but I love my home. I, I love the feel of my home, the comfort, the smells, especially I love the people in my home. And cultivating a beautiful home, it takes a lifetime, but it's worth every moment that we choose to pour the love of God into our families and in the lives of others. I desire to to just give you a little glimpse of some of the ways that I've learned what it means to have a welcoming home. And before I even begin sharing ways that we can bring beauty and blessing into the everyday lives of our families, I want to address our hearts here. What's the attitude of, of your heart and your home to your own family? Do you take delight and joy in serving them? Do they look forward to coming home, knowing it's a place that they are loved and welcomed and appreciated? Are they greeted with smiles and hugs and I'm so glad you're home? It's pretty hypocritical to greet outsiders with more graciousness than our own families. So before our homes can be a place of beauty, we have to allow the joy of the Lord to the, the joy of the Lord to permeate our hearts and our minds. And the first step of cultivating beauty in your home is to start in your own heart. So pray, pray that you would be filled with God's love, his peace and joy. We can't be a blessing to others until we are aware and thankful for God's blessing to us. And then there's the importance of order in our homes. It's it's hard to find, just hang with me here, but it's hard to find comfort and peace amid chaos and disorder. Our homes are all going to look different, right? Some of us may be more organized and orderly than others, but we all need to have some sense of order in our lives. Our God is a God of order, and being made in his image, we tend to function better in an orderly environment. I I know when my home is in chaos because of circumstances or trials or whatever's going on, I can't wait to get back to a sense of order. And having order takes work. 
we have to clean, we have to set some goals, we have to develop schedules that work for us and just roll up our sleeves and get busy. We can make up dozens of excuses for why we're living in a cluttered mess, but the reality is it just really comes down to dealing with it. Make a plan, take baby steps, just little steps to work at having a daily schedule. Getting organized does not have to happen all at once. I can attest that I'm continually reorganizing and changing my systems as I go through various seasons of my life. My now all adult home, all right, my husband and I are empty nesters. It's going to look and function differently than it did when I had my children living here. My home functions differently when I have my grandchildren hanging here with me. So, but, but I can attest that having an orderly home, it makes life so much easier. First of all, it's welcoming to come home to. It's easier to cultivate beauty in an environment that's already fairly tidy. It frees up our time for more important matters like relationships with our own family and, and in reaching out to hospitality, inviting others in. This shouldn't be, but it seems to be the case. I'm I'm not making a blanket statement here, okay? But it just seems to be the case that you're less likely to open your home to others if you're living in chaos. So pray and ask the Lord for help in this area if you're struggling to have order in your home. If there's a friend or an older woman whose home life you admire and you can glean a bit from, ask her to help you. Don't let your pride get in the way, my friends. Don't do that. And remember, you can't organize clutter, all right? And my favorite quote from Elizabeth Elliot to remind myself when things just get overwhelming and the to-do list just seems to be building is just do the next thing. So do you have a joyful heart? Let's think that through. Is your home a fun place to be? It's, it's hard to cultivate a beautiful home amidst crabby and grumpy people. We have this funny, and it's, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. I guess we have this saying in our home, like, when we're being, we call it, you're being CP, that you're being a crabby pants. So so at times, I can get CP in my home. So um, I know when someone says that, and we say it jokingly and truly out of love because we love each other, but I know when I'm being a crabby pants and I need to get my attitude right because moms, we we have power over the attitudes in our homes. Is, is the joy of the Lord present in your home? Is the atmosphere a relaxing, pleasant place to be? Or are you making it really tense that you're just, you know, on this high tension and you're, you're changing the whole home of your, the whole, um, the whole attitude of your home because of that. So I encourage you to laugh, have fun, enjoy every moment the Lord has blessed you with, with this beautiful family of yours. Proverbs 17.22, a favorite, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So I want to share with you a list of how we can cultivate beauty every day. And again, this when I do this to you, I'm just giving ideas. I'm just helping you to have some, just get some ideas or thinking of creative ways that you can bless your home with a touch of beauty that, that lets your family know that you care about all the little details. We have the gift to make things lovely in our homes, my friend. And I love celebrating the fact that God made me a woman and I can enjoy my femininity by bringing a little beauty and love into my family's life every day. And we are not, again, all out of the same mold and our ideas of beauty and how we express it are going to look different to each of us. The list I'm walking through, again, it's just ideas to get your creative juices flowing on ways to bless your home. So pray and take the time to seek out fun ways to add that extra special touch of warmth and caring to your home. So 
I'm just going to go through a list, all right? I'm going to roll them off here. So I'm not numbering them. I'm just going to go through them. And you can find this, um, pretty much this whole post over at the blog in the show notes at thankfulhomemaker.com. Again, it was episode 139, Cultivating Beauty in Our Homes. You can search that or it will be linked in the show notes wherever you're listening into this podcast too. So here we go. So take the time to tidy your entryway and enter your home as a guest to see what they see when they first walk in your door. The condition of your entry mat, what does it look like? Is the front entryway tidy? Does it feel welcoming? What are things that you notice when you first enter? Is there fingerprints on the glass? Are there shoes and junk all over the place? What what are some things you could do to tidy and make it feel welcoming when you and your family and your guests enter the home? Um, Fresh flowers, they are a favorite, either from your own garden or even an inexpensive bouquet of simple daisies from the grocery store. Get creative with containers. I love pitchers and um, I have like some ceramic pitchers I love to use or I love mason jars. I think they're absolutely beautiful. And spread that bouquet when you get it, do a couple different mason jars, spread it and put it all over the house. It's fun to find flowers in the bathroom. I think it's kind of cool. If you aren't scent sensitive and your family and guests aren't, I I personally, I love scented candles. Um, I usually have one or two burning at our home and I love to light inexpensive tea lights, little tea candles at meals. It just adds such a special touch to the table. I do enjoy using essential oils in my diffuser during winter too. And I have a few um, favorite scent combinations that I like to use. And also, I'm in my husband's office recording, so I apologize for that phone. (laughs) Also, Ikea, it's a favorite place for me to just pick up inexpensive candles. Um, I I have a couple favorites, and I'll share a couple of my favorite scents in the show notes that I have online, but Ikea is still like one of my all-time favorites. So I also, I love music playing through the house. I love classical and instrumental hymns are usually my favorite that's going on in the background. I have some playlists that I love to listen to that other people created of kind of just having, you know, when I'm writing or doing blog work or doing my office work, just, just, I love some soft background music playing. I also like to make my own playlist on Spotify and I'll share some of my favorites with you in the show notes on this one too. Decorate your home with family photos. I just think that's beautiful. I, I notice when people come over, maybe the first time they've not been to my home, how often they just take the time to walk around and they'll look at my photos. Decorate your walls with scripture. That's another one. I When people come in our home, they know that we're a home. They, they know that, that Jesus is a priority in our home, and it makes it a lot easier to talk about Jesus too as they're reading those scriptures all over my walls and in my bathroom and wherever. Um this I love. Set a pretty but simple table for dinner. It does not have to be fancy. Involve your children in helping set the table each night for dinner or your different meals, breakfast or lunch. Uh, Invest in a couple of just pretty simple tablecloths, ones that are easy to wash and dry that you don't have to iron, or placemats. Uh, I love inexpensive cloth napkins. We use cloth napkins all the time. And when we're done with them, our cloth napkins, and even when my grandkids are over or whatever, we put them on the back of our chair. So we reuse them several days. So I just put the pretty little napkin and fold it over the back of our chair where we normally sit. If you're having guests over, let the kids have fun making place cards for them. Learn some simple, even napkin folding designs. If you're using paper napkins to have a fun design to fold. And One of my favorite additions to our table has been a big lazy Susan in the middle of the table. I always think like my grandma had one and so I I love the reminder of it, but we have one that we pretty much fit everything we need for the meal on it. So my husband loves various hot sauces and different um, 
seasonings and spices and it's it's all on there. I keep like my bottle of olive oil and my balsamic vinegar for salads. Everything's there in reach because you could just spin that little lazy Susan around. And then I also love to keep a pretty pitcher on the, the table and I'll fill it with water during our meals. And if I have one on hand, sometimes I'll toss a couple lemon slices in. I love to do that for company too, to just keep a pitcher of water on the table for everybody. And then I, sometimes I like to keep um, a little spray bottle filled with distilled water and my favorite essential oil. It's just a real treat to spray on my pillows and sheets before bed. I sometimes use it as a like a perfume <laughs> or I'll take it traveling with me to freshen the hotel room that we're in. And speaking of traveling, we always travel with candles and music for the hotel room. I always take along my favorite coffee mugs and I take along a little Bluetooth speaker. When we travel by car, I even take my own little coffee machine. <laughs> so I just, I love the comforts of home there. And then also just a reminder, get on the floor and play with your little ones. Take some time to get into their world and enjoy every minute. See life from their level. Do some puzzles together. Play board games. Read books. Just create special times during the day for afternoon reading time or Friday night game night or what whatever that might be or your morning Bible time. So you have those times to look forward to. Cinnamon and sugar mixed in a shaker container is a favorite special treat for me on toast. And I keep that on my little Lazy Susan turntable. That stays there too. We love that. And if you love cinnamon, add a pinch of it to your coffee grounds right to the basket before you brew them. It smooths the flavor and it smells lovely. And then I also think this is also my Lazy Susan. I think every home needs a pepper mill. It's so fun to use. We have one that's probably now, it's probably, I don't even know, probably 25 years old. We've invested in a really fun one and I love it. And then another one is take the time to make your bedroom a special retreat for you and your husband. Remove the television. That's just my personal suggestion, all right? declutter it, tidy it, clean it, add some candles or maybe your essential oil diffuser, a speaker to play music in there, and maybe even surprise him on occasion with some fresh flowers in there. You know what? Invest in a pretty pair of pajamas for yourself if you don't have one or a really sweet nightgown. And then prepare for your husband's arrival home from work. This is going to sound like my 1950 outdated from my grandma time, but freshen up, tidy the house, tidy the kids, take a couple minutes. I always loved watching my, I can remember even as a little girl, my mom and I lived with my grandma when I was little, with my grandma and grandpa until I was probably about six, but I loved, and I can remember this, I loved watching my grandmother do this when my grandpa was coming home from work. And it was just such a sweet example to me of what it looks like to honor your husband and to love him. All right, so always greet family members when they come home with a hug and a kiss and do the same before you leave them. I think that's so sweet. And then keep a simple one. Keep all your quiet time, your time with the Lord materials in a special bag or basket or place so it's always handy for those moments with the Lord so you don't have to go running all over that. When you're ready to sit with the Lord in the morning when you wake up, it's there for you. Eat as many meals a day as you can as a family. Work so hard at it to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner together if possible with your schedules as much as you can. I think meals together is so important. I have a whole podcast episode on the family meal table, but I I think it's just really important. Um, What about wake up with your husband and see him off to work? If you pack him a lunch, 
always, always send him a note. And then think about that too. Pack notes and surprises in your husband's suitcase if he travels. And do that the same in your kids' bags if they're on a trip or an outing without you. Or maybe if they're going off to school, how fun to just occasionally find a sweet little note in their backpack from mama. So this is kind of a fun one. Throw a tablecloth over your coffee table in your family room or your living room or wherever and have tea and cookies in the family room together. Uh, My hubby and I, we like to do this sometimes and we'll do a snack style dinner and sit in the family room together. Make your guest room welcoming and there could be, this could be a whole post in itself, but think about things when you have a guest staying in your home. You know, maybe they're staying in a kid's room so you get it fixed up. Or maybe you have a designated guest room, which which we do. And in there, I keep extra blankets. I keep a chair for sitting. I have uh, a little um, printout and a cute little thing with the Wi-Fi code. Uh, I have a candle and a lighter in there. I have extra pillows. I, I um, picked up like a little charging station for phones and things. I'll, I'll keep extra reading materials. Like I always throw a Bible and a devotional in there on the nightstand. They'll have a water bottle on arrival. I keep a Bluetooth speaker in there for them, and I keep a fan even in the closet tucked as an option for white noise. What I really want to do is I want to try to make it cozy and like home for them. And and I always want to, you want to make sure like when you have a guest that they know where to find food and snacks and how to turn on the TVs. And you just really lay out from your, your schedule even while they're there just so they know what to expect. This is a fun one too. Write scripture on your mirrors with a dry erase marker. Those are so fun to do. And it's just a fun way to leave notes for family members too. I haven't done that in a while, so I need to do that one again. And then keep favorite family games accessible in a basket or an area where they're really quick to play where it's a game night. Maybe you just have your favorites. I have some of our favorites tucked under our family room coffee table. So when we want to play a game, I know like our favorite picks are there and ready to go or when the grandkids come over. Celebrate family birthdays by having everyone share something they're grateful for about the birthday boy or girl. I think that's sweet to do with kiddos, but it's also good to do with adults. And this one make your bed every day. Teach your kids to make their beds every day. You know, just trust me on this one and do it. It's just a good habit to get into. And your kiddos, they need quiet times just as you do. They need quiet time with the Lord. So teach them how to sit with the Lord and read their Bible and pray as soon as they're old enough. Take the time to do that. Make quiet times for them. Um, just other times during the day for them to even just sit and read a book or if they're too little to read to just learn to sit and play alone with some toys and then make sure you always keep a basket with read aloud books and rotate them every week or monthly or seasonally I, I do that even for my grandkids and they love it I usually rotate them during the seasons or holidays and every time they come over they're always checking that book basket to see what's there if you work outside the home Can you make good use of your lunchtime to spend time with the Lord? Can you keep a Bible and a journal and a devotional with you at work, maybe in your desk or in your car for during your lunchtime? And then buy a a lovely journal and journal your prayers. Maybe not every day, but just sometimes. Try it for at least a season if you've not done that before. And then this is one of those that I'm continuing to work on. I'm not good at this. But learn to give thanks to the Lord in all things. Learn to do it when you're washing dishes and doing laundry and cleaning toilets. And I know I touched a little bit on the family dinner table, but I want to remind you again, that family dinner table, it's a great place to teach manners, conversation, social skills, just talk through all different things going on in their lives. I Again, I have a whole podcast episode on that one. I, I think it's such an important aspect that we cannot forget. And then this is... 
this is a fun one for me because it's it's one one of my girlfriends. Um, she just she shared this with me years ago, and I've it, I've done this now. But when was the last time you actually just read one of your cookbooks, just on a quiet afternoon, fix a cup of tea, and just read? one of your favorite cookbooks. And it's amazing how much you can learn just from actually reading the introduction and all the tips and stuff, not even getting to the recipe part, but just looking at that. And then even reading through some of the recipes, just the tips in cooking and the different things you get. I know it sounds silly, but pick one of your favorites up and just do it. Just read the introduction in the first few pages. And then laughter is such good medicine. Just enjoy each other, tell jokes, have fun, share funny stories, play games together write notes to family members, examples are things you love about them, maybe write out a prayer for them, share all the reasons you're thankful for them. This is really, even the letter, it's such a special gift to give someone on their birthday or at Christmas. Everybody loves to get a handwritten note. That How special is that? And then enjoy your family traditions or maybe create some new ones with your family. Serve tea from a teapot and drink it from a little china cup, the one with the little saucer underneath and the cup with the little handle, right? You can find them so inexpensive at thrift stores if you don't have one. Wear an apron when you're working in the kitchen or cleaning house. I love doing that. I, I feel like I'm putting on my um, my uniform for the day. So And plus, I should wear it more than I do because I make a mess of clothes. So I, I should probably wear that apron more than I do. But I do love when I do do that. So bake some chocolate chip cookies and leave them on cookie racks on the counter for your family to come home to. What a sweet welcome, right? Learn about the constellations, about the stars. Have a stargazing night with your family. The kids love doing this with my husband. He would, we would lay blankets like on our deck outside when it got really dark and we would all just lay on the ground and look up at the sky. And it was just always fun to see the satellites even and just look at the different constellations. Picnic and eat outside as much as you can when the weather's when the weather's cooperating, right? Even if it's too cold for an outdoor picnic, have one indoor by the fireplace or just in your family room on the floor. Throw a blanket down. Send a love letter to your husband or your children through the mail. We all love to get snail mail. Keep some sweet cards on hand to do that. And then also really, when as I'm saying that, keep various types of cards on hand, blank note cards, thank you cards, just fun cards, encouraging cards, and stamps on hand to send out a note of encouragement to a friend. Buy travel mugs. You know, if you don't have a travel mug, get yourself a good travel mug. I'm a, I'm a swig mug user, but I also like the Yetis too. Learn to make your favorite coffee drinks at home to take with you as you run errands or fix a nice cup of tea. I, that, it just feels so special just taking that hot beverage with me in the car as I'm running errands. Frame your child's artwork to display. There's so many fun frames out there to do this. You know, I always think we we started, we use Google Photos as a family together. So we share our photo albums and we always have like an album of the year, like 2023 or 2022, where all of the family members put their photos into it. I love that. But my daughter had started one for each of the kids for their artwork. And sometimes you don't know what to do with those pictures that you don't want to save them all. And so what we've been doing is we'll take pictures of them and then we put them into that artwork album. It's a great way to keep the memory there. You can even write a little comment under it so you remember what it was or the date or whatever that might be. But buy some cute frames to put your kids' frames in, and then you can just rotate the pictures in them in an area in your home. Take the time to romance your husband. I have a newer podcast on this one up, so take a listen to it. I'll link to it. Keep a gratitude list or notebook and add to it daily. Keep it in a very convenient location. Buy a really pretty, maybe spiral-bound journal or, or notebook. Keep it handy in your kitchen somewhere, maybe on your kitchen desk or on your nightstand table or somewhere. 
and just add to it. And then I want to ask you, what would you add to this list? What are some ways that you love to cultivate beauty in your home? I would love, love, love you to share with us in the comments for this post um, or, or, or this particular episode, or maybe if you see it on social media somewhere, then share it in the comments there. I would love that. So it, it helps others and they can read them too. So I love that. Really on the main post in the comments is would be my ideal place because everybody will see it then. And I, w- I do want to share, friends, that two authors who really had an influence in my life in cultivating beauty in my home, one was Alexandra Stoddard and the other one was Emily Barnes. And Alexandra Stoddard, was she was influential to me before I was a believer. I was a young wife and mother and I read her book. It was called Living a Beautiful Life. And I just loved all the little, really easy little nuggets that she shared to make the everyday special. And then Emily Barnes came along after I came to know Jesus, and I've just appreciated so many of her books. More Hours in Our Day was a really good one on on getting organized and time management, but I really enjoyed Simple Secrets to a Beautiful Home, and I'll link to both of those in the show notes. And I want to leave you with two quotes from Emily Barnes. She said, we humans weren't made to, quote, get organized. We were made to live as God's children, worshiping him and delighting in him as we open our hearts and attitudes to God, putting him first in our lives and looking to him for guidance. He will show us little ways to organize the chaos and lead a more peaceful, ordered existence. And another one of my favorites of hers was, we are homemaking, literally making a home. We are working to create a lifestyle that says, welcome to ourselves and everyone around us. So let's do that, friends. Let's make our homes a welcoming home to to everyone around us. Jesus truly is enough always. I'm so grateful for your time today, my friend. The full show notes will be at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com. And again, please share with us there in the comments some ways that you add a touch of beauty to your home. And if you enjoy your time here and you'd like to know more how to support the ministry that I do here at Thankful Homemaker, please check out thankfulhomemaker.com backslash support for more details on how you can partner with me. And I'll link to that in the show notes too. I am so grateful for you, my dear friend, and I do pray that you have a very blessed week. 